Merry Christmas from all of us at Harvest Bible Church to you. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. You can watch the full service or learn more about Harvest Bible Church at harvestbibleonline.org. First, you know, praise the Lord is that, um, I tell you, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. You guys just, like I said, you just did such a great job and things that are happening and things that are going. And I don't know about you, but I like the Christmas season. It doesn't bother me about all the, the glitter and the, and the commercialization because we all know what it's all about. Amen. You know, I like, I like celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But also, you know, that, uh, Sister Yolanda Villanueva is going out and sharing the gospel in the streets, and she's also going out to give things to the homeless folks and to people that need. So she's got some bags back there by the Christmas tree that's there, and you're not supposed to take the bags. You're supposed to fill the bags up with beanies and with scarves and socks and gloves. Not any clothes. We don't need sweatshirts or coats or anything like that because just these things here, just a stocking hat and scarf, socks, and and gloves to just eat accessories, doing things there. So uh, please leave the bags there and just fill them up. If you'd like to bring things out, she's going to be doing it the whole Christmas season, and uh, it'll it'll be a blessing. Amen? Because if you have extra things, if you want to just get them, then just do that. It'll, it'll just be, be precious along that line. And let me, and how do you like the stage? You like the stage? I mean, these guys are awesome. I mean, they just, they created it all and did a tremendous, tremendous job. And uh, uh, it's not done yet. Right? There's, there's more things happening. We got a whole lot of, so you never know what's going to go on. That's why I like coming. Never going, what I'm going to see and find, you know? So... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to trap me in here. They got me, but that's okay. That's okay. We, we got this. We got this. Amen. You know, it, it is, it is, it is a good, it's a good, good thing here. And then also, uh, actually we had two people in our churches, their birthdays are today. Did you know that? The guy that was playing the guitar, Ryan, it's his birthday. Hallelujah. Amen. And then also it's Jane's birthday. I'm Jane. It's Jane's birthday right there. So, and it may be actually, it's one of, my, one of my other spiritual sweet little daughter's birthday too. It's Jamie Raleigh's birthday too. So I have to say that too. She's, uh, she's precious to me. And, you know, she kind of likes Sue and Pernell too, but she's precious to me. So it's okay. Nah, it's real cool. So I'm going to have uh, Pastor Pamela come on up and she's got a, a good thing to share with you. Uh, you want to you talk in my mic or are you going to get one? <laughs> <laughs> test test um, I know he already said it but I want to thank everyone that did a table for the Christmas dinner you guys did such a beautiful job man you upped your game this year it was just uh, so creative and just so much fun it was fun wasn't it fun to go look at everybody's tables and see what you created and um, and he's right you know we just we got to get a bigger place so we can get more more of us in and um, it was just a, such a fun evening I hope you all had such a wonderful time the food was great and fellowship so but again thank you for all you ladies and gentlemen there's some gentlemen too that did tables so um, but uh, what I want to talk about really quickly is uh, one starry night signups are starting today and I need about 40 people and um, so really quickly, I need a Mary and a Joseph. I need three kings. And sometimes they have their wives come and they come as the queens, which is a lot of fun. Um, I need some shepherds. I need some an innkeeper, a couple innkeepers, people working at the city gate, registration table, the census table, 
you guys were there. Um, just some townspeople. I need people working in a marketplace, some angels. And let's see what else. Let me turn my page here. Oh, uh, hospitality, because we're going to have at the end. Uh, some of you worked hospitality where we serve cocoa and popcorn for all the families that come through. Some Roman soldiers. I'm looking at one right now, but he's not looking at There he is. Aaron. You got to be a Roman soldier, buddy. You know, Brian Heck, you would be a great Roman soldier. Right, Jenny? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Pastor Mark dresses up one. I got four costumes, and then um, where's Sean? Sean makes a great one, too. He's a great, he's a great Roman soldier. But anyway, just a lot of fun. And so what happens, um, oh, there's my guys. You guys worked hospitality last time. Um, is, which we do is we, we set up like stations, you know, and um, they come through the, the, and it's a family event. So the, you want to be inviting families with, with children. And it's an outreach that we do uh, for the community and especially for our children here at Harvest Bible Church too. We're planning for 100 kids to come through. They come through the city gate and um, which is in Bethlehem, and there they're met by a Roman soldier. They're met by people that will welcome them and give them a, a passport. It's almost a bad word now, but <laughs> it used to be a cool thing to have a passport. But they get a little color color passport, uh, you know, color book that they they get to go from station to station. They get stickers, and they get um, and they go to each little station. They get a little sticker in their passport book. And, um, and they do a craft at each of the little stations. And so, you know, some of you have, you know, you just communicate with the children. So if you're the innkeeper, you're just telling them, you know, yeah, this couple came by, she was, she was pregnant. She's going to have a baby. I had no room for her in the, in, in my house, but I put her back in the stable. You guys will have to go around and follow and you'll find her in the stable. It's just so much fun. You just interact with these children. So if you would like to participate in that, I would love to have you. The event is going to be December 19th from five to eight. It doesn't matter what age you are. I got something that you could do. And again, this is an outreach of Harvest Bible Church. We wanted to reach our community. We want to bring people who don't know Jesus, you know, to come through and see uh, the the salvation that God sent through his son, Jesus. Amen. And, um, and we really want the children to know it's not just about Santa Claus, you know, <laughs> there's something bigger here, a bigger picture. And that's the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and so we don't do a Christmas program at Harvest Bible Church. This is our Christmas program is starting starry night because it's a very interactive family event just a lot of fun so um, I will be in the back today and um, if you would like to be a part of that come see me and I can talk to you about the different things to do you young people you would be awesome all you youth I I just see future shepherds over there and all kinds of cool things so um, but any rate it's a lot of fun so okay well God bless you guys amen <laughs> Hallelujah. Junior high, you guys can take off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No, we have a lot of things that go on. Just, you know, I don't know why we choose December, the last month of the year, to try to just cram something in every single day of the year. But, you know, we're going to make up for the whole other things. But that's okay. It's all, it's all good. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. It's exciting to see so many junior high and all that kind of good stuff. Praise God. It is. It is. Our kids are, it's, it's real precious to see all that and to be blessed along that line. Amen. Hallelujah.
Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to start this whole month off and share and, and uh, just bring things around. And you know, my title today, uh, I don't think I know if it's a Christmas message or not, but we're going to talk about the Christmas story a little bit. But really, my title today is Just Give Me Jesus. Just give me Jesus, you know. Uh, that's why I had to do the, the songs about Emmanuel and I had to do the songs about God with us. And, you know, the second verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, it, the last part of it says that he, he, you know, he, he is our Emmanuel. And many times we don't understand what it simply means to have God with us. The Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, was God made manifest in the flesh. Amen. It was. It was a super, super natural, natural thing that took place. Because God, you know, in the Old Testament, God brought the law. And if somebody could have kept the law, then they could have made it to heaven. But nobody could keep the law. I mean, if you've ever read Leviticus and Numbers and all of those things, what they had to do, man, you didn't have anything else to do except to do all the things that they were telling you had to do to try to be perfect. And it didn't work. And the Bible says if you missed it in one thing, then you were guilty of all things. I mean, what a bummer. Missed it. You know, you just, oh man, I forgot to put the blood on my big toe. Doggone it. (laughs) Got to start all over. And I'm done, you know. But uh, Jesus came, and he came, and God gave Jesus, and Jesus died for all of us while we were yet sinners. He died for all of us without any of us doing anything. And he was God's greatest gift to the world. And it's a gift that we have. But the wonderful thing is, is that he came, and even though he left, he turned around and sent another comforter just like him, the Holy Spirit, to live and abide with us forever, hallelujah, but also to live on the inside of us. Amen? So we're going to talk about Jesus, our Emmanuel. We're going to talk about, just give me Jesus. And I, I'm going to read several uh, uh, things that I've written down here, things that I've, I've gotten and I've found. And uh, it may not make you happy, but it's going to preach me happy. Because I've already read it about four times. And I tell you what, I can't hardly contain myself. It's exciting. Hallelujah. And uh, we look at it. But here in Matthew's gospel, chapter 1. We're going to begin reading at verse 18, and I'm going to read to this out of the, the New Living. I've got my King James up here, but I wrote down the New Living just because it's a little better story-like thing. So <clears throat> verse 18, it says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement off quietly. Smart man. Let's just just get rid of this lady here. She's telling me that she's got the Messiah in her. She's been, you know, impregnated by the Holy Spirit. We've got some crazy people going on here. Did you ever try to explain this to a sinner? (laughs) Ever try to explain the virgin birth to some, and people that don't, they're just like, ain't working. I mean, you know, people look at us like we're crazy. They do look at us like, you believe, you know, in all that this thing said? I can't, you really believe this? Yeah, you got to believe that. Hallelujah. You know, because a lot of times, you know, it's been under attack. And I wanted to take a few moments because the virgin birth of, of the Lord Jesus Christ is so vitally important because Jesus was born without sin. Every one of us was born in sin. 
It doesn't mean that we weren't, uh, you know, if babies die, they go to heaven. They don't go anywhere else. So, but, the, but the thing about it is, is that we were born with the, the Adam nature, not with a gun and Jesus. So it had to be that way. God, had, you know, Isaiah 9, 6 says, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. Amen. Hallelujah. We know there was a child that was born, but glory to God, it was the son of God that was given to us. That wasn't the beginning of Jesus' life. Jesus was before uh, his birth. He was before. He was with the Father before anything. But God prepared a body. The Bible says God has prepared a body for him. So he prepared this thing. And, you know, when you believe in it, then you know, glory to God, it was the sinless Lamb of God that redeemed me back unto God. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful that it just takes faith, that you got to believe it in order for it to work in your life? Amen. But I always thought that, you know, looking at it, thinking about it, I remember when I, I grew up in church, so I grew up in church with all the stories, and listening to the stories, I remember asking all kinds of questions. That's why, you know, my Sunday school teachers used to send me to the pastor's all, office all the time. So, I, you know, I had a great pastor, I, and really I did. He, we, we talked all the time, and I think, you know, Scott, the call of God, I guess, was on my life then, but really, we would talk, and uh, he was so sweet, you know, he would just sit and talk with, because I'd ask all kinds of questions. My parents answered a lot of questions, too, uh, you know, but I just was... Well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, six, seven, eight-year-old kid doesn't make any sense. And then when you get older, you think, that really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the good thing about it is, is that, yeah, but that's what the Bible says, and you got to believe it. And when you believe it, it becomes life to you. Amen? So he said, I'm going to put her in, you know, and not disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I mean, God is with you, and if God be for you, who can be against you? Now, I don't know if you've ever, you know, this is, this is a, a, someone wrote this, and nobody even knows the author. I don't know if he just really wrote it and didn't want anybody, but it's by an unknown author, and it's called One Solitary Life. So listen to this. Listen to what this, what this author said there. And it's, you know, you can find it, you know, on the internet and all that kind of stuff. He says, he was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up still in another village where he worked in a carpenter's shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a home. He didn't go to college. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of these things one usually associates with greatness. He had no credentials, just himself. He was only 33 when public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. And when he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. And when he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. 19 centuries, or 20 centuries actually now, have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the human race. He, he, the leader of mankind's progress. 
all of the armies that ever marched and all of the navies that ever sailed and all of the parliaments that have ever sat and all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on earth as much as this that's one solitary life. And when you think about that, you think about all these things, and we reread it, like, oh, man, because we read about all that he did in the Word of God. We can see that his life and, and his whole life history. But wow, wow. We don't have much from 12, you know, to 30. All we got in the Bible is from 12 to 30 is that he, he, he grew wise and he obeyed his parents. That's it. And then at 30, he shows up, you know, because his mama tells him it's time. You guys know that, right? His mama told him it was time when he, there the woman, I mean, at Cana, the wedding at Cana, and and she said, "Hey, they ran out of they ran out of wine," and he and he goes, well, "What is that? Who, what big deal?" He said, "My time's not yet come." And Mary said, "Oh, yes, it has." <laughs> she said, "Whatever he says to do, you guys do it." Amen. You know, I like humorously. We were talking about this, and she said something about Mark Lowry, he's a comedian, a Christian. He said, "Man, I like Jesus. He, you know, his first miracle was keeping the party going." <laughs> so it was pretty cool, huh? Yeah. He and because you know the governor can say, "Hey, usually the guy keeps the the, the the best first and serves the worst at last." He said, "You've saved the best for now because Jesus doesn't make junk." <laughs> Amen. He doesn't make junk. And why do I say, just give me Jesus? Because we need to understand how powerful it is to have the spirit of God living and dwelling on the inside of us. And if Jesus is for us, who can be against us? Now, there was a pastor. He's gone on to be with heaven, into heaven uh, many, many years ago. But anyways, he wrote this in a sermon about, let me tell you about my king. Let me tell you about my king. And you may have heard this, but I tell you, I read this and I read it over and I just found it. I was like, man, how come I don't just read this every day? It's so cool. You know, I've got another thing that I have, I have taped in my Bible, in the flyleaf of my Bible, and it's called The Fellowship of the Unashamed. And it tells you who I am and what I am. It's a great confession about what it is. But this one here, he just began to say, let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you who he is. Let me tell you about my king. So listen and listen. You know me, I talk fast and I read fast. So you're going to have a hard time getting it, but I want you to get it. I try to slow down. That just never happens. I thought, man, if I get older, I'm going to get elegant. I think I just got faster. (laughs) And I I skip over words. It's not good either. So here he is. He's my king. Here's what it says. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. And he's internally steadfast. He's immortally grateful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's the God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. And he is supreme. He's preeminent. He's the loftiest of ideas in literature. He's the highest idea in philosophy. He is the fundamental truth of theology. And he's the miracle of the age. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously right now. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the guys. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? 
Well, my king is the king of knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness, and he's the gateway of glory. He's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseers of the overcomers, and he's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes, and he's the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy, and his burden is life. Well, I wish I could describe him to you. He's just undescribable. Yes, he's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you, heavens can't contain him, let alone a man explain him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him. They found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him down. That's my king. That's my king. He always has been. He always will be. I'm talking about he who had the no predecessor. He who has no successor. There was nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him. You can't yeah, hallelujah. And he's not going to resign. We try to get prestige and honor and glory to ourselves, but all the glory belongs to him. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. How long is that? It's ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And when you get through with all the forevers, it is a giant amen. Oh, I wish I could describe him to you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Done preach myself happy. Glory to God. Go to John chapter one. Now we'll start. Y'all ready? (laughs) I had to get an introduction in there. And don't you worry. Praise God. I'll have you out here by 1130. No problem. Because I'm coming back next week. (laughs) (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah I love that and I love declaring that you know one of the things that we look at that we don't ever do enough of is we don't ever magnify how great our God is amen you know when you read and it's like well he he, is he all that well he is all that and more he is all that and more he is indescribable he is amazing because It probably sums it up like this. When Jesus said, I am. When God told Moses, or Jesus actually was Jesus in the bush, he said, just tell him I am sent you. So when you go and you go out, people say, who sent you? Say, I am sent me. Because he did. Jesus said, go ye. Jesus is the great I am could have titled it that way too. But you know, when we understand that it's just give me Jesus, just give me my Emmanuel, just give me my God with me. I'd rather have God with me than anything else. I'd rather have the Lord Jesus Christ with me than anything else. I'd rather have this. Look at John gospel chapter one, verse one. And I've just been kind of camping out here because it's been, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. And we know that Jesus is the word. Hallelujah. He said that the same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. 
and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Amen. And that light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Hallelujah. I am so glad that, how to, that we comprehend because when Jesus, that light shines on the inside of us, oh, glory to God. Do you know, in, in Isaiah 9, 6, it talks about that, you know, you know, a child is given or, you know, a child is born and a son is given. But if you back up in verse 2, it says that, that the light shined in darkness. Behold, they saw a great light. Aren't you glad you saw a great light? Aren't you glad that you got born again? Aren't you glad that you received? Aren't you glad that you understand? Man, how awesome is this? Wow. Wow. Glory to God. You know, and when you look up here, it says all things were made by him. Wow. Well, Jesus, if you made all things, then you can fix all things. He said, without him was not anything made that was made. And I love verse four because it says in him was life. And that same life is in us. That Zoe life of God is on the inside of us. Just give me that life. Give me that joy. Give me that peace. Amen. Jump down, if you would, uh, down to verse 9. It says, talking about Jesus, that was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Now, people get mad, so they get on and blame the Jews about all, can't get all mad about them. Man, I'm so glad they rejected him. Because then you and I got them. Are you kidding? If they'd have been, they'd have been smart, they'd have, they'd have just accepted and said, yes, just us, we wouldn't have got in. But thank God, they selfish. Thank God. Hey, amen. Now, I love them, I love them, but I'm so glad. He came, and they said, nah. I said, that's okay. He said, that's okay. I got some others. I'm sounding like, yes. I'll take it. Amen? We look at these things and we kind of go, well, I can't believe they did that. Are you kidding? I'm so glad they did that because it opened the doors for you and I to be blessed. Amen? I mean, just changes everything. Look what he said. But as many as received him, but as many as received him, gay. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Aren't you glad that we can become sons and daughters of God, born again, supernatural beings of God, and take hold of it? So I just said, just give me Jesus. With Jesus, me and Jesus, we're a, we're a majority. Because that's all I need. I need what he says. I need what he has. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It changes everything. You see, what happens to us, we have a tendency The devil always wants to get us to look at ourselves apart from Christ. You can't look at yourself apart from Christ. You got to always see yourself in Christ. You got to always see yourself connected to Christ. Amen. Because you look so much prettier, so much better in Christ than you do outside of him. You really do. Jump down, you know. Uh, we'll just read verse 13 just because there it says, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the, uh, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Man, thank God for grace and thank God for truth. Go with me if you would over to Philippians chapter 2. I just want to stir your hearts. I want to stir your hearts that, you know, you take Jesus with you this whole season, that you understand that just give me Jesus. Just understand he's there. He came. He's here. And the Holy Spirit, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to change your life forever. Hallelujah. It's amazing 
you know, and uh, here in, 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 in Philippians chapter two, verse five, he said that, he said in the King James, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In the New Living, it says, let this attitude, your attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ's attitude. Isn't that amazing? Let this mind be in you as that it was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, let this same thought process. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 says, you've been given the mind of Christ. Amen? You've been given that mind. You've been given that thought, that process. So we're to think in line with it. We're supposed to renew our mind. But he says, let this mind, let this attitude be in you that was the same attitude that was in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice what he said. He said, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Say, Lord, I can't, even, I can't even grasp that high. And I say, what are you talking about? And understanding the love. You know, Jesus is in a class by himself. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> okay, he's the only begotten son of God. He's awesome, he's wonderful. He's my savior, he's my Lord. But you know, he adopted us into the family of God. Romans chapter eight, you know, verse 14 in them, it says there, it says that we are joint heirs with Christ. We're not just heirs. We don't just go, okay, what do we get in here? No, everything Jesus got, we get. He connected to us. He gave it all to us. He showed us and you're like, wow, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, as you look at this, you go, who, man, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God? Oh, I like what one translation says. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped in the sense of what we're going to take hold of, but what he was endeavoring to do. Wow. God, you know, Jesus came down. He stripped himself, the Bible says, of his deity and stripped himself of all those things there that, so that, because he operated as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost and showing us how we could live. Now, thank God he got all that back and he got all those things there. But as we look at this, it changes everything. Look what he said in verse seven. He says, but made himself of no reputation. Amen. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Can you imagine? Here's the Lord Jesus Christ. who's He's part of the Trinity. He's, he, he's he God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden God says, okay, they have this great thing in heaven where Satan does. Satan gets kicked out of heaven. And then God knows that Satan's going to deceive man. He's going to, and God's, but I want man. And God sends his sons and Jesus said, hey, I'll just, I'll strip everything and I'll become like a man. They can't get up to us. Let's go down to them and then let's raise them up to us. Hallelujah. Let's, let's form a plan. And that's what it's all about when the birth of the Lord Jesus, Jesus was born so that he could die, so that he could get all of us. So we all could have a new birth. Amen. So we all could have this. It's understanding how awesome it is. And we need to listen to what he's saying. We need to listen to what has been said. Amen? Just give me G. Just let me, have, let me listen to what he said and what he's doing. Glory to God. Now, let's just read it because it's so good. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even unto the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're all going to get to do that and all going to get to see that. Now go to Hebrews chapter 1. 
I'm going a little fast because you guys took up time with communion. <laughs> just, kid, just kidding, just kidding. Communion is awesome. We're not going to do that. We don't want you to... I got to watch out. People get real mad at me if I get... <clears throat> Hallelujah. Verse 1, Hebrews 1 1 says, God, who at sundry times and in divers matters spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, talking about the Old Testament, he hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Did you notice John talked about he made the world? Now look at verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Hallelujah. And guess what? He puts you in that same category, being made so much better than the angels. Everybody's like, oh, look at the angel. And the angels, they're like, they're, they're so envious of you. Yeah, see, I know that just shocked both you. Know. Angels, big old angels they can do. I mean, one angel killed 85,000 people in three hours. I mean, we go, I mean, what's going on here? These, I mean, what do you mean they're envious of us? Because we got a position in heaven and we got a position with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is where, you know, we got, we got the position that Satan wanted. <laughs> he didn't. He got kicked out. That's what makes it so much fun. You know, when you know that, you go, yes, we got him. Hallelujah. We got him. Glory to God. Go down and look at the 14th verse, 13th and 14th. Hallelujah. Because he's talking about Jesus. But see, when you're in Christ, if Jesus is lifted up and you're the body of Christ and you're in Christ, guess what? You got lifted up with him. When Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, you're seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. When he was raised up, you were raised up. Look at verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Then he says this, are, not, are they not, are the angels not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? Let me read verse 14 again. You got to get it. Are they not all ministering spirits? Are not all the angels ministering spirits? Are they not all servants for us sent forth to minister or to serve for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Who's an heir of salvation here this morning? Who's born again? Who's Jesus? Hey, glory to you. You got angels at your disposal. They're supposed to be serving you, ministering to you, seeing what God. God, give me Jesus. Hallelujah. I want Jesus because when I got born again, I got all of his. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. I mean, I thank God because it's Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. You remember that Jesus said this. He said, if you see John the Baptist, he's the greatest of all the prophets. He's greater than Moses. He's greater than Elijah. He's greater than Elisha. He's greater than Ezekiel and Isaiah, you know, and Jeremiah and all of the prophets. John the Baptist is the greatest Old Testament prophet. But he didn't stop there. He said, guess what? He that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. That's you. 
I know you can't believe it. You're just looking at it like the pastor. You get all excited. You just think so sounds so great. But we, you know, I mean, you look at this, and it says, in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son. And, and, and listen, don't, don't beat yourself up. The apostles were with him for three years, three and a half years, actually. Three and a half years, and he told him all these things. He prayed. I mean, they're having great conversation. They're hanging out. He's doing miracle after miracle after miracle. John said if all the miracles that he did would be put in this book, none of you, you wouldn't have enough books to hold it. So they're seeing miracles every day and getting dull of hearing. It's amazing. It's so funny. I mean, at the end of his life, finally, he says something and go, I think we got it. I think, well, now you're speaking plainly. You know what Jesus says? You got it. You finally understand? No, you don't. You're all going to run away anyways. And they did. So don't beat yourself up. I mean, Peter, Peter, he was in the inner circle. He was in the inner, he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, God's speaking in a voice. You got Moses and Elijah there talking. I mean, come on. We've got one of the most. And he's like, hey, this is a pretty cool thing. How about we build three tabernacles? What a dumb thing to say. I mean, just God bless Peter. But I love Peter because he opened his mouth, stuck his foot in all the time, and God used him mightily. But Peter denied the Lord three times. I mean, he let a little girl just embarrass him. Come on. I mean, at least Elijah was afraid of, you know, Jezebel there who was going to kill him and say, I'm going to have your head. You know, I mean, she at least, she had some power. Peter had a little girl. (laughs) Come on. And yet Peter preaches the greatest, one of the greatest sermons ever on the day of Pentecost. And God uses Peter marvelously. So there's hope for all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. See, we need to understand, if all you did, Lord, just let me have Jesus. Do you know, if you want to become the greatest person, if you want to become the greatest leader, if you want to become just an amazing wonder and and God directing your steps, do you know the person you got to hang out with? It's Jesus. Just hang out. Hang out with Jesus. So how do I hang out with Jesus? Go back to John chapter 1. It says the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word, you know, in a, and without the word, nothing. If you get into the word of God, you get into your Bible, then Jesus, you get into the word, you get into Jesus, and it changes your life. Amen? You look at this thing and go, man, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So if the word and Jesus has done it, this is what we need. See, just give me Jesus. He's enough. He's enough. He's enough. He's enough. Yeah, I know that when you get born again, you bring a lot of baggage with you. But if you truly understood about being born again and really becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus, all that old baggage would fall off. You wouldn't bring in all your depression. You wouldn't bring in all of your, your, your uh, uh, fears and all of these things that would come in. You know, or I'd say it this way. You wouldn't bring in all your triggers. You wouldn't bring in, you know, things from the past and allow those to affect your future because you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. 
you would understand old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And, and when you understood 1 John 1, 9, that when you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, you would understand and know Jesus is enough. What Jesus did, his blood, hallelujah, was shed for me. He, he, he paid the price. He was raised from this. I get all that he had. I'm going to have this same mind that's, that Jesus had. I'm going to have that same mind. Glory to God, hallelujah, as if I'd never sinned. We have a hard time because we sin all the time. We mess up. We get excited. People do things dumb and, and you know, and, and it affects us. I know you guys never do anything dumb, but it's people doing dumb things to you that affects you and it just causes problems. Hallelujah, you know. But did you catch there in John? I mean, if you would just really meditate on John 1 through 5, and if you just really look at it, you would see that Jesus made the world. You see that this world belongs to God. It does. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God made this for us. And he made this. And when you understand it, it changes everything about how your perspective is. And if you let this mind be in you, that was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who knew that he was a, the son of God. He knew that, hey, he had, a, he had a purpose, he had a mission. He knew that this was, he had the very nature of God in him. He was born again. He knew that he was supposed to be the image of the invisible God of what he was doing down here. But if you'll have this mind saying, well, I'm God's ambassador. I'm God's representative. I'm his child. If you'll just have that thought process, that just give me Jesus. That Jesus, and if I can look and see what he's done and what he's doing, that changes everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's so amazing. He's so wonderful. And he has so much for you and for me that if we'll remember this whole season, if we'll remember, hallelujah, that wait a minute, I've got Jesus. I'm born again. God's going to see me through. He is. Folks, listen, this is the greatest time in all of your life to be alive is right now. And see, you know, God just spoke to my heart too. And, he, and, he, and you know, I, I just saw this. It says, I've got to make sure that my dreams are so much greater than my memories. Yes. And, uh, you know, because your memories, memories can be, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear people telling stories. You wait a minute, I... I was in high school with you. You weren't near that good. <laughs> but they're telling the story. Because <laughs> in their minds, the older they get, the better they were. How many of you know that our dreams have to be far greater than any memory? It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. You've got to still be dreaming. Because listen, if you're born again, you should be dreaming about heaven. You should be dreaming about this is where I'm headed. And there is nothing that compares to the glory. There's nothing that compares. You know, the, the test and the trials and all of the difficulties of this life does not compare to the eternal glory that we're going to see. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. He says, for this light affliction, it's just for a moment. It's just this light affliction, but it's going to work in me an eternal weight of glory. Now, his light affliction was, I'm going to get beat up. 
I'm going to get thrown in prison everywhere I go. I've been shipwrecked three times. I've been beaten three times. I've been stoned, left for dead twice. And these light afflictions, (laughs) these light afflictions. I'm going to be in prison most of my adult life. I'm going to die, you know, in a Roman prison. (laughs) But these are light afflictions. Then they make you feel about that big. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, I mean, I haven't been afflicted yet. I haven't even had ministry yet. You know, it's like, golly, what's going on? How do I handle this? How do I do with it? But you know what? We've got an indescribable Jesus. And he is everything that I read there and his one solitary life. Isn't that amazing when you look at it in perspective? Wow, he changed the whole world. And the wonderful thing is, is that doesn't matter. Just give me Jesus. Because, you know, it goes on in, and I'm going to close with this, goes on in Isaiah 9, when it shares on in verse 6 there and, and beginning to, to share with that. You know, and he says, the government will be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God the everlasting father, the prince of peace and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Folks, forever and ever and ever and ever and it keeps going, how long is that? Forever and ever and ever and then amen. And we're never going to get to amen but we're going to take hold of this how to, because Jesus was wonderful in every area. And I mean, you know, Jesus is still wonderful. Man, his blood still speaks today. His life, I mean, he's just, he's up there at the right hand of the Father and the Bible says that he's ever living to make intercession for all of us. Hallelujah, means he's got our back. So just give me Jesus. Give me God with, give me Emmanuel. God with us. Because when you have God's presence there, everything changes. Everything changes. If you need wisdom, you've got the greatest counselor in the world with you and the one that's just like him is the Holy Spirit who lives in you he'll show you he will give you counsel he'll open up or he'll bring people by to give you counsel he'll show you things to come amen and if you need God to be mighty Jesus is the mighty God he's the mighty God amen I love that and here's the most wonderful thing he's the everlasting father because he and the father are one amen isn't it amazing that While Jesus was on the earth, he never, ever stopped anybody from worshiping him. Angels say, don't worship me. Man says, don't worship me. But Jesus never stopped anybody because he was, hallelujah, connected with the Father and he was worthy of worship and praise. Amen? Hallelujah. And what was going on. In fact, it's so funny because do you notice in the Old Testament, it says, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, or thus saith the Lord. What did Jesus say? Jesus, you know, Jesus not one time said, thus saith the Lord, unless he was quoting an old scripture. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say unto you. Truly, truly, I say unto you. That's what freaked everybody out. He didn't say God told me. He said, truly, truly, I say unto you. I'm going to tell you. I am God. I am the Lord God. I am this. Why? Because I am. I could have titled this, just give me I am. I am what? I am whatever I need. I am whatever is there. Jesus is the great I am. God is the great I am. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I just preached this morning, sharing my heart. I want these people to know that Jesus, hallelujah, is there and with them. Hallelujah. And that the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells on the other, that the Spirit of God that they got born again with, hallelujah, that same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in them. It lives in them. It abides in them. Hallelujah. And that Spirit that's in them is going to have an unction so that it, it causes them to know all things, as the Word of God says. And it's that same anointing, that same power. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we are living epistles. We are living letters for the world to read. The world needs to read our lives. They need to read, hallelujah, what we're doing and where, how we're walking. And what, let them, we need to be living letters. Why? Because, Father, you've given us Jesus. And because we have Jesus, hallelujah, and Jesus in turn gave us the Holy Spirit, that changed our lives forever. Father, it's all about knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. And then he begins to unveil all that he is. But Father, first, the very first thing is knowing Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. It's personal. You can't get to heaven on somebody else's faith or on somebody else's beliefs. You got to get to heaven on your own. You got to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You've got to be the personal priest of your home. You've got to be the personal king. You've got to be that, that Jesus, he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he is the high priest of our confessions and stuff. He's watching and seeing, but he's made us kings and priests unto our God. And if we don't begin to see that it's because of Jesus and let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let this attitude, let these thoughts because Jesus died for you. He died for you so that you might live with him. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you may know of him, may know about him, but you need to have a personal, personal relationship with him because he wants to personally be your Lord, personally be your Savior. And if you don't have that, you don't know that, then raise your hand real high. Let me, let me pray with you. Let God be God in your life here. Hallelujah. Just raise your hand real high. I'm just going to look over. I'm not going to let you. I mean, God loves you and cares. It, it's, not, it's not about joining the church. It's not about, it's about joining the family of God. It's about making sure that you're going to make heaven. Hallelujah. It's serious things here. But it's so joyful. It's so wonderful. Don't go through, go through life without the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're watching, praise God. And you get it. Right now, this is the biggest and the most main point of the whole sermon is just getting you to know Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you and praise you. And I pray for everybody here. I do. I lift my voice before you. And it's my heart's cry that you reveal Jesus even in a greater way. Holy Spirit, let this mind that was in Christ be in these folks today. Let them see Jesus. Let them understand how amazing the Lord Jesus is. And Father, you turned around and enabled us to be in Christ. So Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father, that we serve a living Savior, that we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that he is wonderful, that he is a counselor. Hallelujah. That he is the mighty God, that he is the everlasting Father, that he is the Prince of Peace. And Father, I, I speak peace over each and every one that's here. Peace. 
the peace of God that passes all understandings. Guard their hearts and minds. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen.